Hello and welcome to episode 115 of the Two Bros Talking Sports podcast. Might as well, with that break we just had, might as well be the season two. You know, um, there's a whole lot of things going on. This is, I'm biased. Uh, maybe you are too, uh, as a, as this, just leaving our birthday month of March. Um, my favorite time of year for sports. We have uh, two of our favorite sports uh, in basketball and hockey. Uh, very, very close to very meaningful ho- hockey and basketball in the playoffs. Um, both of our teams in that respect are also just crushing it, which we'll get into. We're about 20 minutes from puck drop for, uh, what, last six games. Bruins need to be winning four of those six to get the all-time record regular season. Of course, that means nothing uh, if they don't make a run in the playoffs, but we'll get to that. We've got March Madness concluding in the next couple days, women today, men tomorrow. Um, What else? we got Masters on Easter Sunday. It's going to be Sundays for the Masters. well, it starts Man, Thursday, right? Yeah. It does start Thursday, yeah. yeah. Um, and, I didn't know uh, if they do the women's amateur at Augusta. Did you this see that? past week. That yeah, this, or this weekend. Yeah, is that like a regular thing they do? I believe so, but the uh, – I, I have no idea. Uh, to You know, that answer – I do know somebody who went to that um, and got to watch it. But, yeah, I have no idea. I know that all I have – all I know that they have on the schedule is that par three tournament on that Wednesday. So, okay. um, but it'll be very interesting to see because the live golfers who kind of took all that money to go into complete obscurity, no one ever mentions their names ever again because the live tours having such terrible time getting any type of traction, any type of viewership. Um, and it'll be very interesting because this is one of those tournaments that they can come back and play. So uh, some pressure on them. But um, yeah, man, it's been a while since we've talked. Uh, got a lot of happenings uh, in the offseason of the NFL. Obviously, we've been kind of counting down the, the time here. We saw the Celtics go through a little bit of a maybe a boredom stretch. Um, and they kind of cranked it back up here the last few games. Uh, we've got the Bruins who are David Pasternak looking like he's on that level with McDavid and, you know, some of these top guys out. Um Lots to talk about with them. Uh, where do you want to start first here? I don't. Do we, we even really need to talk about the Patriots? I feel like by the fact that we didn't record in so long, we skipped the whole like, well, the Patriots pursue Lamar saga to now they're not happening. Like we didn't need sure. to talk about it, which actually probably saved us some time. Um, it did because realistically, as much as it's a it's a cool thing to think about, I don't think they would ever do that in terms of how much money they'd have to give them and just the way they have to reshape things. Exactly. Exactly. I'm so curious to see where that situation – I think if anything we want to talk about, where the hell that situation lands. Because, like, otherwise, you got – I mean, OBJ oh. seems like he's going to the Jets. Hopkins, who the fuck uh, – OB- I think I think OBJ will be predicated on when – it sounds like completely when Aaron Rodgers gets that deal done. Um, I would assume that happens before the draft, which is now in 25 days. I know. Is that crazy? We're already in, we're in April and that's coming right around the corner. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to spend much time talking about the Pats. Um, the only thing that's weird is it's crazy how much ex Patriots kind of shit on the team, huh? Like Asante Samuels, you got. He's always been though. I feel like every yeah, year. Nico on, on get up. You got, um, yeah. People who are just always like, you don't want to play for the Pats. Um, but uh, I mean, 
they're I mean, also. I'll be honest. I at this point, the only thing I'll say on the Patriots is like, as a fan, I think like I'm ready for change. Like sure. it does feel like Belichick's just sticking around, just to, like get eight wins a year and get the record in like four years. Which if that's what we're doing for the next four years as a pass fan, it's gonna be some some mediocre results and some. I mean, I'll still watch every Sunday. Let's be honest, but yeah, yeah. I guess I guess we can hang uh, have some optimism in the sense that they have a real offensive coordinator well before the season starts. Um, you saw glimpses two years ago with Mac Jones last year with such instability, some temper tantrums, some um, public display of uh, I'm pissed off, but um, maybe there's maybe that is something that we can get back in the, the right direction has been a little bit of shakeup, but um, what's the hardest part for the Pats is not necessarily that they, like, I think they will be a better football team. And I know that's hard to say, cause we haven't got to the draft. There's still some people that will be moving around, but their division just got, or we're, we're waiting on the official I mean, it'd be the most Jets thing to happen if somehow the Aaron Rodgers deal did not go through. But Miami, the Jets, obviously Buffalo's been there. Um, all of their division got better. So that's, uh, you know, or is about to get much better. So very interesting. I'm not totally bought in on the whole Aaron Rodgers Super Bowl favorite if he goes to the Jets. I'm not bought in that at all. Um, Jets have a lot of unproven ground organizationally. Um, even the players are unproven on the team, on the team, very young. Of course, Aaron Rodgers is going to help, but I don't think it's as simple as he's on the team. So they're going to be the new favorite for the, the Super Bowl. I think they can still be the Jets um, after all. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I, like I said, I, we saw pro days. What the hell do those mean? Um, we see, probably a lot of movement still to come. Um, so yeah, we, this is hurry up and wait for the end of April. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, Patriots, uh, I'm excited for the drafts, especially the Patriots sit. Let's I mean, realistically, we should all just expect they're going to trade back, which in this case, it might be smart because they're probably yeah. going to have four or five guys on their board that they think they can get later. As much as sure. like, you don't want it to happen. Um, you can just prepare yourself. That it's probably going to happen. Absolutely. Um, but, but I mean, we're, we're in the meaningful stuff. Like let's talk about, I mean, we'll, let's go into the March madness. Cause that's obviously wrapping things up again. It's always sort of the start of like, Hey, the warmth is upon us. The, um, the meaning, you know, obviously the playoffs for Boston fan this year of, of both the Celtics and the Bruins. That, that's exciting um, to, to see how these teams will, uh, what what team will show up at least for the Celtics? Is it going to be some of these this basketball that we witnessed in uh, for that that weird stretch of basketball? That's all I can kind of call it. Chalk it up to is just a weird, um, some weird play. And I think it was just more boredom uh, than anything. And then they just turned on the Jets here the last couple games, and then we've got the Bruins who have just been doing their thing, um, kind of the opposite. Like they've been playing so well that you're like. Man, I, I let's get the right matchup this year. <laughs> Start right. get a play get a get a series win and then be the best team like you've been all year. Um, obviously they have you know, it's pretty cool to see a game like yesterday where they can sit Bergeron for some nagging injuries, basically just get some rest before the playoffs, have people fill in. The guys they traded for are all studs right now. Um, 
and goaltending is both of them in that are fantastic. Uh, and if Pasternak's going to play like this, I don't care who they're facing. I think you can bet on them. Um, He's got a good turnovers, though. Oh, yeah. Turnovers. Well, that like, for example, yesterday was their Penguins game. We're just a few minutes away from uh, them playing the Blues here. Uh, yesterday, I felt like they played very well, dominated scoring chances, but it was those turnovers that just kept the Penguins in the game. And the Penguins might actually be a matchup that they – I think um, right now, if they were to start, that's what they would play. Yeah. Did you watch yesterday? Yes. Did that you, that did, goal that Crosby came across the crease and, like, they challenged – I don't know how that was a goal. Like, to me, that was goal interference. Yeah. It was tough. Um, and, hey, shout out Brian Dumoulin. Hometown. Uh, nice little assist there. Um, did you catch when the announcers were, like, not in a joking way, not, like, in an over-dramatic way? They just – Straight to the point. Hey, these the last time these guys faced each other was in the the I, the classic, the winter classic, um, and they just they just like throw in the fact that Jake DeBrusque, like, oh yeah, he broke his leg. Uh, didn't know he broke his leg, so he finished the game, and then found out afterwards. That's not the most playoff. I mean, hockey, but uh, you know, playoff ramp up story that you're going to hear about. You know. Um, you love the injury reports when the, the you know they get deep in the playoffs and you find out that this guy played with two broken arms and a you know dislocated hip and they're they're still producing. So um, yeah, what, let's kind of touch on both of these guys going into the playoffs. Like uh, we can focus maybe uh, Bruins since we're talking about them now, and then we'll we'll switch into the the Celtics because right now they're just finished up the series. I think Bruins have maybe you know you can say they're not paying attention to it but they are um they got to get four wins in six games i think it's doable take the all-time winningest season ever um but what, what do you think yeah i mean the blues is a tough ma- this is a tough matchup today because they had to travel to st louis um yeah. overnight right and mm-hmm. i feel like the blues always play them tough and I, and I don't think the blues are really even that good this year um jordan Bennington's just a he's a head case um <laughs> That being said, I haven't even looked at the remainder of their season schedule. They got, what, the Maple Leafs, Devils. Those are obviously two challenging games. Sure. Flyers, Capitals, Canadians, which on paper I think you should win all three of those. So, right. I mean, here's the thing. I honestly thought they would lose to Tampa and to Carolina last weekend, both of those games. Yeah. Like there was those really- overtimes, yeah, man. And they, they won them both. And then somehow they had the depressing loss to Nashville. Predators, yeah. Um, which, you know, that's – Whatever. They laid an egg there. I think they can do it. They just seem like every game you think, like, all right, I think they're going to lose this one. It just seems like somehow they pull it off. Especially, I mean, obviously winning them as many games as you are so freaking confident, like down two goals doesn't really matter. Um, right. And realistically, they don't even need – they're just going for the points record, right? It's not all-time wins. No, uh, all-time wins, 63. Oh, is that – okay, that's the record. Um, yeah, I think they can do it, personally. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, they. It is interesting. They've had some games that they've found a way to win. One of them came through shootout. One over overtime. Um, I, that Pasternak penalty yesterday. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. They're going to sneak one in here, aren't they? Um, luckily, they got out of that last minute of six on four uh, pressure. But they just they keep winning. They keep. Uh, 
doing their job, get taking care of their business. So I, I wouldn't expect anything. Of course, they could come out in early Sunday game, back to back, get start a little slow, which we've seen in the past couple of weeks. But I don't know. They're so close to the playoffs. They're so close to regular. Like I think it's good that they're actually playing for something meaningful, like stat wise in the regular season, because maybe that just keeps them motivated to finish and close out this coming week, week and a half, and uh, just move right into playoffs. Uh, as and is, I feel you know. world you lock it up in these next four or five games so that way you can kind of rest people against Washington and Montreal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're already doing it anyways for the fact that Bergeron's not playing. I mean, at one point they right. had Bergeron out, I think it was Krejci out too. Like they were missing three three guys, they still won. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, and so they're. I think they're gonna. You're gonna see a little bit more. They want to play to win, but you're gonna see what they're doing. I think with Bergeron, like maybe taking one guy out, giving them a day. Um, Cause their lines are working really, really well. Uh, like miss, you know, matching up as far as like in the past few years, I feel like there's always been maybe one or two lines that like these three people are the ones that need to play with each other on offense. And these, this year it just really feels like a good mix. Like you can put guys in different positions and they, they work. Um, so that, we'll come back too, which is also, exciting. yeah. I think it's crazy too. Yeah. Um, that's true. I didn't even think of that. Uh, let's go to the – how about the Celtics, too? I mean, they're in a different – they're kind of ramping up. I mean, they came off of that, what, 40-point win off the Bucks. That was that was impressive. Just um, like, what did Reggie Miller kept saying? I don't know if you watched the game, but I feel like Reggie Miller kept saying, like, they know they can do this. They know they can just come to this house and do what they want. Like, they're not they're not worried. But isn't that interesting? Because, like, the Bucks have been playing so good for quite a while after the, after the All-Star break. And you would think that the Celtics should be – every time the Celtics have played them, I'm like, they're going to win this game. They, the Bucks just cannot stop them. And it seems like they – you know, so I, I, I'm i excited about that. It would be cool if they could get that that home court. Um, I know there's still some time. What, are they one and a half still at this mo- point in time? Game and a half back, which is, again, yeah. if Milwaukee, I think, drops two games, he would go above them. I mean, losing that game to Washington was – that was a shit show. Uh, I think you would only be a half game back if you had not lost to Washington. Um, yeah. If there's a clear strategy, though, you just kind of guard everyone else, let Giannis shoot a three if he wants it, because you know he's going to make like one out of ten of them. And if I not, know. he's like too tempted not to just put his head down and barrel to the rim. And you're most likely yeah. going to get a charge call a good chunk of the time to put your body in front of the way when he just clearly just puts his head down. And That's it, man. It's like if you're willing to take that shot, which – Celtics got some guys on their team. Well, Blake Griffin and Aaron draw a couple fouls. Blake Griffin's been he's, he's been great. Hilarious. I mean, the little headbutt there. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, laughed at him. Little Giannis. I, I, you know, it, it was almost like a reaction of like walking over Giannis, like, "Hey, come get your little brother." Yeah. <laughs> um, That's his older brother too. I think. Oh, older. Sorry. Come get your brother. Um, but yeah, totally with you there. Um, but like I said, it'd be nice to have that home court, no matter what. Uh, but a very cool Tatum man. He's just in his own right now. So um, I think he can go through that. Although I do one last thing I want to touch on. I know Jalen. He gave about the best answer that you could, but had a weird sort of cryptic answer uh, the other week where he was talking about how he wants to play where he's wanted. And um, do you think that has to do with the you know the before the season started some of the trade rumors when. You know, KD and them got like, do you think that has to do with with just kind of setting himself up for some leverage? Because he's a very intelligent guy. He's not going to say dumb stuff. 
Um, but he he didn't he you know he didn't get quite to the a, a line that Kyrie did. Hey, I'm going to be here forever, and then just peace. Um, but he did make it known, like it was got you got you listening, right? Did you, any uh, anything about that comment? His comments that oh, it was certainly cryptic. I think like most like obviously listen to Boston Sports Radio and drive home from work. Like they're like, oh, he's gone. He wants to leave. So I don't think you can even think about that from a Celtics fan's perspective. And I mean, the CBA just even uh, ratified today, right? Or they essentially agreed upon it that it's getting bumped. So now they can basically offer 140% in a contract extension, which yeah. almost takes out the um, the need for him to make an All-NBA team. Obviously, you make an All-NBA team, you get 35% of the cap, which is a massive right. number. But now you can get pretty much 30% of the cap, and you don't, you're not limited to like that 20% raise. So right. that obviously gives the Celtics and really most teams in the NBA a lot more buying power to keep their own players. You know, it's, it's the incentive is there to stay with your own team as opposed right. to going elsewhere. Now, that being said, if he decides, Hey, I want to be option one, a, and not just like, or option one versus what he is technically now one, a, um, he's welcome to do that. Like if he wants to do that and go be James Harden and just float through the abyss for the next 10 years and go team to team and not really win anything, but like get the accolades. Cool. That's what his MO is and that's what he wants and good for him. Um, but luckily he's under contracts so they can essentially trade him, yeah. uh, you know, trade his ass somewhere. If that's what he wants to do. And like, that's on his own prerogative, you know? Um, Absolutely. But, and again, I think if you win a championship this year, that kind of changes things. I think that changes a lot. Winning man, winning will cure any, team chemistry issue real quick um, the team chemistry thing i do think down in his mind like there's a lot of times where tatum is playing like dog shit and jalen brown sure. way better but it's still tatum's team um so i, yeah. I can understand whether there's some animosity there if there is some which yeah. does outwardly present it as something we'll see so I'm, I'm excited that we're able to you know get back into recording right before this because um i have a feeling we're gonna be two deep runs and it's gonna you know for both both sides, Bruins and Celtics, and uh, it'll be fun to fun to see it all. Some teams with some playoff experience, some win experience, and see if they can, uh, you know, the Celtics can avenge being so close last year, and and the Bruins getting kind of pushed out on a matchup last year, and um, just bounce back. So yeah, exciting things to come. Uh, hey, being out in San Diego, it's a pretty cool surprise. San Diego State. Um, How's it? Do, getting like- it. Does the city actually react or like? Oh, yeah. So here's the thing. This is what I've gathered. This is what I've gathered. San Diego, for how amazing destination, amazing, like just you would think that it'd be the most, be right up there with L.A., right? Like just people would want to come here. People would want to play. From what I've gathered, the people that have lived their whole life, like they expect their teams to choke and not get it done, get close and not get it done between the Chargers. At one point, they had the Clippers here, believe it or not. Um, you know, just – so SDSU has always been a major program, right? It's always been a name in uh, that West, in the scheme of things. Um, it sounds to me like the most San Diego thing to happen was when 2020 hit. You're a week away from the tournament. I think they were the number one overall seed. Um going into the tournament and then boom, season's done. So it was interesting too, that all of like the pre-draft 
um, you know, or the pre-March uh, Madness brackets, a lot of them pick SDSU to be one of those teams to lose in that first round because you're always finding that 12 over yeah. five, you know. And it's just worked out. Of course, you have to have other things work out, but they've handled their business. Um, but there's a lot of energy, man. We, uh, we're out. Um, friends here opened up a new restaurant spot. Everyone was there watching the second half. The place went nuts when that old school top of the jump jump shot, right, goes in. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> not to mention they probably could have won by like 10 if they hit the free throws. But all that being said, like, town's pumped, man. It's it's They need something, like you know, a win like that. That being said, UConn has looked the most comfortable, most dominant team, handled their business throughout and last night was no different so you had that really cool moment there uh hey hats off to fau doing you know their their conference actually north texas won the nit i guess both those guys are going to be moving to a new conference next year um hey hats off to the nine seed they were they were there number 50 was just an absolute monster of a man uh that white dude for fa fau yeah, yeah. tall mountain um I guess it's a good thing. SD, SDSU, everyone's excited, but they are the underdog. No one's yeah, talking about them winning. UConn's going to win, personally. But, here, but here's also, too, like SDSU is that level of team, but like the teams that go far a lot of times are the teams that have the, the, the um, seniors and juniors, right? Um, and they're a team that has that. So I think uh, the, the city's excited, like pleasantly excited. Um, obviously, Padres just started up, so there's some more energy anyways. So I think tomorrow you're going to see. But I will say I have to pick UConn based on what I've been seeing. They look unbelievable. I agree. I would agree. Um, also curious to see if UConn wins, like what does this do for them nationally? Because, I mean, you figure right. it's a pretty good run, and then they've kind of been almost dormant, you know, since I think since really Kemba, which one was like we were in college. Um, Kemp, yeah. Um, right around that time frame, you know, they had Jeremy Lamb and Napier and felt like he was in college forever. Yeah. Um, and they just kind of sucked. So, yeah. And Dan Hurley um, kind of bringing them back to relevance here. And, and, you know, going into this year, they weren't on, they weren't crazy impressive. Um, they weren't putting up crazy. I mean, of course they're playing in a, a, a tougher division, but um, yeah, they look, they look like they figured it out right away the start and they've just won everything comfortably so i guess if san diego if they want to really bet on themselves in any way it's like hey keep it close because uconn hasn't had to have hasn't have to play a close game in this tournament so maybe you put a little pressure on them and uh see if you can get them to blink because yeah they, they look or maybe get ahead early on i know this is all you know this is very basic yeah. sports things it's like the team that scores the most points will win the game you know that type of stuff but um yeah i gotta get a fast start hit some shots and um maybe you can put them under some pressure but i'm, I'm excited about that i don't know if you watched i did tune into that uh uh iowa and caitlin clark she's filthy. in south carolina man she is filthy like yep. just hitting those three pointers just pull up that's that's no – those aren't easy shots. Those are pretty uh, impressive stuff. And the fact that she's only she's only a junior, I think. 
Um, so she's going to be doing this all over again. But, yeah, uh, I'll probably tune in. I know that's on today. I'll be clicking back and forth as the Bruins are playing. But um, anything that? you want to – what's that? Is that game at 7 or is that, is that later tonight? No, I think it's at uh, 3.30, your time. Okay, your mom asked that today, and I, was, and I didn't uh, – wasn't sure. Um, tomorrow – why, why it's like a noon game for you guys? I guess it's a Sunday, but I feel like they always try to make these to get as much national coverage at like prime time for everyone. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's anything going on tonight that would be competing with. I'm not sure. Um, Secession zone, that's what it is. They're competing with Secession on HBO. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah. It's the last season of that, right? It is. That kind of does, that moves us. That was a good transition point. Good job, Travis. Um, I don't know if there's any other sports talk you want to talk. Hey, Masters next week, so I'm pumped about that. But um, maybe we can talk about what you've been watching or you've seen in the last – I don't even know when we recorded last, but yeah. Shrinking on Apple TV was really good. I don't know if you ever got into that. Not yet. Well worth the watch. It's, just, um, okay. it's uh, not the same writers as Ted Lasso, but like Brett Goldstein who plays Roy Kent and Ted Lasso. He's okay. a writer on it. Jason Siegel's a writer on it. Um, but similar to Ted Lasso, where they kind of designed it to have a three-season arc. So, mm-hmm. really funny show. Really funny show that pleasantly surprised me. Um, yeah. Secession, obviously, is back. Perry Mason. Did you ever watch Perry Mason on HBO? On HBO. Um, I think I, tr- I started it, and I just I, – I was like, I'm, I'm not in the mentality right now, but I, I think I'll go back to it. All right, so watch that. Uh, Daisy Jones in the six. Hmm. But, yeah. uh, it was entertaining. Um, but yeah, it was, it, that was really that was good. It's kind of loosely. I don't know if you saw it. Or not, but it's kind of loosely based on like uh, Fleetwood Mac. Okay. Like roughly, not really, but. Yeah. Um, and then, I think what else? What's coming out soon? I do want to watch that Tetris show on Apple TV. With the I saw that came out. Yeah. Um, so I'm just thinking back and stuff. Um, obviously, Ted Lasso, new season. It's one episode a week, so I'm caught up on that. Um, such a great – just a great show. Just fun. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I went and watched – this was a few weeks ago. But I went and watched Scream 6 in theaters. That was fun. Um, just very – it's very aware of itself. It's just, yeah. You know, like by, Yeah. So, like, the tropes work because – they're they're aware of it. Um, what else have I gotten into? Anything? I haven't really been in much of a, a binge mode recently, but um, yeah, all those uh, are good. Uh, those all of those are good um, recommendations. I, I have had them on my radar, so definitely watch Shrinking. It was again. It was uh, okay. It's funny. It's a well-written show. Uh, Harrison Ford's great in it. That's right here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a well-written show. Cool. Well, I'll have to check that out. So, hey, man, I, I think we can uh, call it a day. Go watch the Bruins. Go see some sports here. Um, any other things that you can think of we didn't touch base on um, in the, in this period of time of between our recordings? Uh I don't think so. No, I'm just really excited for the playoffs to start, man. It's just the yeah. greatest time of year. Well, awesome, man. So I say we wrap it up. 
have a little bit less time in between recordings here so we can stay relevant with all that's going on, which we will. Um, but I'm glad we got this in. Uh, we appreciate everyone following along, listening along, waiting for the uh, newest recording. Um, and we hope you enjoy this time of year as much as we are. Uh, this was episode 115 of Two Bros Talking Sports Podcast, and we will be recording again here soon. Uh, until then, take care.